Hello, and welcome to the official podcast of Palette Exposure, featuring Alona Thompson, a podcast for those seeking the ultimate in wine, food, and travel. Each week, she interviews winemakers, chefs, celebrities, and guests that shape the way we enjoy life. This year, can I talk about the events? Oh my God, please. I, I, I <laughs> have to say, you know, I'm chomping at the bit too, but I am so impressed by the fact that you took this seed in your mind when you were in Champagne and created the event really yeah. in record time frame, and then grew it for seven years. And then of course the pandemic happened, which destroyed a lot of businesses um, and continuously doing that. You on the other hand appear to be thriving. So I wanna know all about it. Tell me about this year, why it's special. Let's talk about the programming. Let's talk about everything. So it actually would be eight years. Um, I took a year hiatus. Um, okay. and it was seven, it's the seventh annual, but I took a year hiatus. In 2018, okay. I just still just felt like, I mean, I was getting more support and respect and recognition, but I was just kind of, I don't know. I, I, may, I was over it for a minute. I was just over it. And um, I came up with this concept called the Fizz is Female and it celebrates female made and owned and heavily led sparkling wines from around the world. I wanted to create something that shined a spotlight on female talent in the wine business, but also that encapsulated all premium bubbly is not just champagne. Because mm -hmm. at that point, I, you know, I have a really close relationship with like Ferrari Italian sparkling, which is incredible wine, but it's Italian sparkling. And I was getting into French Quarta and, you know, Cremants and domestic sparklers. And so I don't know. I, I mean, I can tell you when that concept was born. It was right after the election in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, I had had a ladies lunch and the champagne week falls right after the election. Um, in 2016, it was the week of the election, not a good week to have a week. <laughs> um, so uh, two days after the election, we had a ladies lunch and all the women, there was a chalkboard in the space we were having lunch and someone put the future as female. And I was like, the phase is female. And that's when that concept was born. Nice. Love like, it. You know, so like, that's when it kind of started. It was November, 2016. And then I launched it in October, 2018. And I just decided I'm not going to do champagne week this year. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, five years is a good time to end it. I'm just going to mm -hmm. end it. I'm going to do something new. And I kind of made an announcement, which was like, don't be so dramatic, Blaine. But I did. I, I made an announcement, and then I did business female, and then I was like, nope, bringing back Champagne Week next year. <laughs> like I just so um, I took that year off. Last year was definitely like the best Champagne Week because what do you do when something, you know, when something gets taken from you? That's yeah. a good thing. You don't know a good thing till it's gone. And everybody was just so into Champagne Week last year because Aww. it didn't happen the year before. And I was like, yeah. smart move. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So last year was like my best year of live events. And all these brands were like, we're going to give you like carte blanche in 2020. Like you can do whatever you want. Like marketing wise, I had earned the respect finally. And like the actual resources to pull off a really great week. So okay. I was really excited this year. And then COVID happened. Um, so I was actually in Hilton Head, Island, South Carolina, where my parents moved, mm -hmm. visiting them in the beginning of March. And I had had plans to go to various food and wine festivals across the country and my best friend's wedding in San Diego mm -hmm. um, through March and April. 
And I was going to be taking the Fizz's female concept on the road to these food and wine festivals. Mm-hmm. And um, then a week into my trip, shit hit the fan and COVID, yeah. the world shut down. Yeah. So I basically quick on my feet was like, I have all these amazing women and champagne and sparkling wine that were supposed to go to all these food and wine festivals like Aspen and Batonage. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? So I quickly segued to the virtual event space. I think mm-hmm. I was, I think I was an early adopter. Um, I, I started doing events every week, business female happy hours on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And I had like the president of Laurent Perrier, Michelle DeFeo, um, the owner of La Caravelle, Rita Jamey, all these people that were supposed to go on the road with me. And through that, I started perfecting the virtual event world. But then also I started doing e-commerce commerce partnerships. Mm-hmm. And I lined up with Club Bubbly, which is in San Luis Obispo and female owned. And I did a physics female package with them. Then I did another package with them for Batsonage. And then I just started teaming up with people like Joy Sterling. And we did a package through Iron Horse. She's amazing. And I just hardcore decided to hunker down at my family's house, spend more time with them than I spent the last decade Mm -hmm. and just be there and figure it out. And that's Mm -hmm. what I did. And I just went to town on these virtual events and I even started a merchandise store. I have champagne masks that I can show you. I keep going on the website and buy them. I'm actually gonna order some, this is so cool. Yeah, so- I have that one on my face all the time, I'm just saying. I know, right? I haven't broken out yet either, so that's good. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, I perfected, I figured it out. And then during that process, I was like, okay, this is how champagne makes gonna happen. It's gonna, we're gonna do these really creative and cool events, things I would do in person, Mm -hmm. but we're gonna have an e-commerce partnership and create packages to sell to people. So I went to town on that and um, I left Hilton Head, I was there for six months. And I left there the day that we unveiled the event calendar for Champagne Week. Oh, cool. So you- I guess I am kind of dramatic because it was like my dramatic re-entry into New York. I'm like, I'm coming back to New York. And then here we are with the events for this year. <laughs> so stupid. Well, I think people are so ready because yeah. I'm so depressed and discouraged and brought down in every possible way by this monstrosity that no one can really define and really some can't do much about we're studying it when the process of wrapping our heads around what is it that descended upon us and insecurity mm-hmm. is the worst you know people don't yeah. handle it well humans are not wired that way um, so what do you find just why do people you know cook at home so much more and you know all the consumer reports are screaming about how we're drinking and eating more and it's comfort food. And a lot of times it's wines that are familiar that are selling in great numbers. You know, mm-hmm. it's familiar, it's predictable. You know what you're gonna get. So I think ironically for somebody with your skill set and your talents and your passions to really get people galvanized, you know, collect that energy and say, hey, I've got something that's so special. And if you don't know it, you should know it. And if you don't know it, I know you're going to be happy to come to that. Yeah. um, So it's a good time to talk about the events, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, you know, I knew at that point people were getting Zoom fatigue. Like when I started doing the 
um, maybe like in June mm-hmm. when I was really coming up with the calendar. And I'm like, what is, what are people going to want in a couple months from now, like a few months from now? So I was trying to be a bit more forward thinking and try and I tried to make them as interactive as possible um, for being virtual. But I also just thought that this hybrid opportunity was going to arise where maybe events were going to start taking place, like kind of, you know, it's virtual, but you can also have like five of your friends in the background in a social distant friendly party atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Because I knew like it was maybe going to get worse again, um, COVID. But then I thought at that point, like people would have it down to like, be able to like, you know, have a couple over to have dinner or have a party. Um, So with that in mind, which was a bit forward thinking because people weren't doing it when I was coming up with the calendar, I came up with the event calendar. And um, so we have 10 events, which is crazy. (laughs) Um, So a full week. Yeah. Yeah, a full week. Um, we start Monday with a welcome toast with Lanson. Mm-hmm. And that's more like, think about it as like a, a dress from the founder. And then everyone who is leading, teaching, or moderating an event, I'm going to be introducing and they're going to talk about what they do in the industry and who they are. And and they're affectionately called my bubbly board. Yes. Um, and there's so. some serious names on that board, let me tell you. Yeah, it was random. Like, it just was kind of like a few people that I love and um, in the industry and I wanted to give, and they've been big supporters of mine. I wanted to give them a platform to get involved in. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then we have some like really incredible like sommeliers and um, yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. So there's eight people on the bubbly board. So we'll introduce them. And then half of the proceeds of that event uh, contribute or are gonna be benefit on um, the United Psalm Foundation, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, is creating opportunities for sommeliers that are out of work. Yeah. And then um, after that, that same night, we're having the Paul Roger kickoff party. And this is where I'm having a lot of fun with the lifestyle, um, the champagne lifestyle. So there's something for everyone in this week. If you're a music fan, you want to come to the Paul Roger kickoff party because the assistant head sommelier of Per Se in New York, which a lot of people can't afford to go to ever, um, can attend mm-hmm. this event, which Hak Soo Kim, the sommelier, is leading the tasting mm-hmm. for. And mm-hmm. he's capping it off with an opera p- performance because he's actually also a trained opera, pr- opera professional. Why can't I say opera today? Um, <laughs> wow, that's, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so that's Monday. Um, Tuesday, we're doing Meunier Magic. So we're really highlighting the Pinot Meunier grape through mm-hmm. the importer distributor that does it best, and that's Skernick Wines. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that with their champagne specialists, Gabriel Clary and Abigail Olivieres, and our bubbly board member, Kelly Mitchell, who also works with them. She's moderating that event. And that's going to just be really cool for anyone who wants to level up their knowledge on champagne and like learn more about the kind of underdog grape. That's going to be a great event to come to. Um, On Wednesday, we have the Laurent Perrier Ladies Night, which is kind of our our nod to Fizz's Female. And that's being led by Michelle DeFeo, the president of Laurent Perrier. And Julia Coney, who is a complete force in this business, mm-hmm. she just, um, she's a wine journalist based in D.C., and she founded Black Wine Professionals after the George Floyd riots and craziness. And she is also named yesterday, as of yesterday, she was the recipient of the um, 
what was the award? Um, do you do you know um, wine enthusiast? She got a wine star award. Um, yeah. A big one. Hold yeah. on, I can tell you what it is. No <laughs> um, social visionary of the year. Social vision, um, got it. So half of the proceeds for that event are going to benefit her platform, Black Wine Professionals, which is really great. Um, and then later that night, we have a, oh no, I'm sorry, that's, well, they're flopped, but um, mm -hmm. before that, we have a taste of rosé and rosé exploration with Eric Sagelbaum, who mm -hmm. was Food and Wine Sommelier of the Year in 2019, and he's also a wine enthusiast, 40 under 40 this year, and he does tastings regularly for the Smithsonian. Very cool. So that's cool. And then we move into Thursday. <laughs> and Thursday, we have Champagne Wishes and Caviar Dreams with the ambassadors for Rare Champagne, Charles Heitzig, and then Matthew Yamum, who is the beverage director for Baccarat Hotels. And he's come out with his own label with Piper Heitzig. We also have star chef Gabriel Kruther. We have Sergey Aver, who's with Petrosian Caviar. And we have a, a champagne sommelier from Houston, Texas joining in on that. It's like all-star. It's like the kings of champagne and oh, decadence. And yeah. then, yeah. And then we have La Belle Blanche with Perrier Jouet. And that's with a, um, Eric Siegelbaum again on Thursday night. And then Friday, we have the champagne and fried chicken fete with La Caravelle Champagne. That's going to be really cool because um, we can ship the chicken to 50 states. That's amazing. How did you yeah. even, wow. How'd you come up with that? I mean, fried chicken and champagne, it's like French fries and pinots. It's yeah. from God. It's yeah. amazing. So, but how did you like come up with the whole logistical piece of it? Well, Rita is kind of like a culinary queen in New York. She's very well known in the, by mm -hmm. all the chefs. She's friends with all the chefs in New yeah. York and beyond. And um, so I definitely wanted her events to be, have a culinary beat. And originally we were going to team up with Coates, the Korean steakhouse, because they have an amazing fried chicken with caviar and they had a partnership with Gold Belly. But because we don't know what's going on with restaurants and their capacity and they could shut down at any time, unfortunately, we couldn't in incorporate as many restaurants as we wanted to. Mm -hmm. So um, Marcus Samuelson, the owner of Street Bird uh, in Harlem, and he's a star chef he had a partnership with Gold Belly and they just have it wired so they can deliver to 50 states. Amazing. Um, our partnership that's fulfilling the wine orders is Wired for Wine. It's a small business. It's a small e-commerce site based out of New Jersey and they can ship to 39 states. That's so, nice. you know, we were kind of quasi forced into this expansion. Um, but it's beautiful because people that have never gotten to come to Champagne Week in New York can experience it for the first time ever this year in California, even Hawaii, even Hawaii, my home state, people can order boxes of champagne too. That's so cool. Yeah. So you had a mailing list obviously from the events that you've done previously, right? Um, <laughs> um, of course I have one, but I'm not the most, you know, I do it all. So it wasn't totally organized. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to spend a lot of time again, while I was hunkered down in Hilton Head, organizing the business end of my business to be able to make this all happen this year. I bet. I mean, I'm assuming tickets are selling like crazy. Um, 
I'm really kind of still doing it on my own, you know, like I, I asked a lot of people involved to help promote the event and I, and you know, at the end of the day, it's my event. So, um, I'm doing a lot of it, but you know, tickets are selling. I'm, I'll say this, I'm meeting my goals, which that's what I wanted. And I actually didn't take a margin on the tickets because I wanted them to be affordable and I wanted them to be the price they would be if they were just buying the champagne. So basically people are getting a whole event experience for just the cost of a champagne. That's pretty good bargain considering all the expertise and everything, you know, Intel and the equipment you're getting. Yeah. I wanted, you know, I really wanted everyone to be win, win, win. I wanted it to be approachable and affordable for the consumer and champagne enthusiasts. I wanted the brands to get sales, mm-hmm. um, which is a huge, you know, I'm really fortunate that I understand the sales and distribution arm of this business. And the reason I do is because I had my own labels before and I understand how it works. Like, and you know, how many cases you want to move and all that jazz. So getting the retail partner, you know, having that knowledge in my back pocket, um, and understanding what they'll want from it, what the brands will want from it, um, what my talent, the bubbly board will want from it. I wanted to create a thing that was very, a model that was very win-win-win for everybody involved this year. Uh, yeah, so, um, and then I, I would be remiss not to bring up our closing party because that's gonna be so much fun, as you know. Um, the Billy Car Masquerade Ball. So we're encouraging people to get dressed up buy like Victorian era masks and invite friends over and have like a social distant friendly party at home or even you know I'm kind of like loving the idea of the staycation yeah hotel occupancies down like go ahead and book yourself a suite at a hotel going out with friends and have a party you know um grand idea yeah and split the cost of the package and it's actually the cost of a night out in New York yeah Absolutely. And you get to drink well, guaranteed. You have good company, guaranteed. You're in a great environment. I don't know what else you might want. Like order room service and get a staycation and buy the package and have some fun, you know, plug your computer into the TV uh, jack at the hotel and have a great night. Um, So and the fried chicken experience, that's great. That that's for four. So the meal is enough for four. Um, So either have your significant other have a date night and have leftovers the next day or have a couple over. I think that's very creative. (laughs) Well-planned. You know, certainly if you have any inclination towards having fun, I can't imagine what would be a better, you know, um, personification of fun. You have bubbly in hand, right? You have some people that are so cool that you've gathered um and you have you know hopefully people that you like to hang with around you yeah what's not to love (laughs) exactly um you mentioned you had your own brands i'm i'm really curious about you have so much acumen and part part of your portfolio um of wisdom has to do with the very practical part of the industry you had a champagne brand then is that is that what i heard Uh, Um, year four, when I had a lot of competition, I was like, I need to do something to set myself apart. So I approached a champagne brand that had actually asked me to consult them on their labels. They wanted to do a like full label refresh 
And um, I asked them if they would be interested in collaborating on a private label. And they didn't have distribution in the US yet. So I said, what I'll do is I'll market it, I'll promote it, I'll sell it. Um, and then I'll get you guys in front of some distributors and hopefully you get distribution out of it. So that was in 2016, four years ago, around today, actually, I, um, I totally am celebrating, like, this is like the, the time it was, I actually launched it on global champagne day four years ago. Um, it's called Bulderev. It means dream bubble. And it was a limited edition, like exclusive label. Um, but I'm excited to announce I'm bringing it back in 2021 yeah that is so cool so it's going to be available for purchase coming out we're aiming for spring 2021 yeah something to look out for yeah i was gonna bring it back this year but honestly i had my hands full figuring out the transition for business female and champagne week to the digital space so that would just would have been too much to to add to my plate of course but how exciting yeah. Other baby is being born or reborn, relaunched. Reborn. And then I'm also launching a second champagne label called Petite Bet. It means tiny beast in French. And that's just kind of modeled after my story of getting into the industry and being in the industry and being a tiny beast in the industry. And that's a Mounier dominant champagne. Well, how about that? First of all, <laughs> Mounier, a lesser heard of variety. It's a tiny beast grape, right? So that's yes. why. Yeah. So, and how apropos with your life's journey. Um, exactly. And you obviously had a huge hand in the production part of it, right? The blending and such like that? Uh, not so much. Um, I will admit, you know, I'm working with female winemakers. Okay. Um, because that is going to be an extension of my, you know, Fizz is Female platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, they had sent me cuvées and I tasted them. I, I didn't get to like go to France and have a hand in the blending, mm-hmm. but, um, we've been having the conversations for two years. It's been a two year mm-hmm. project. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's still quite a bit of ownership, even though you didn't yeah. you know, pick the grapes to sit there with, you know, glasses, surrounded yeah. by glasses doing the blending trial. It's still yeah. yours. You I know? did that with my first label. Um, but this one, just because, you know, it's incredibly hard to like even get away um, with everything on my plate. And I definitely am not traveling as much, even pre-COVID, as much as I did before. When I was in the writing space, I was traveling all the time. Um, but it's hard to get away. And especially when I gave myself one time a year to go to Hawaii previously, and I would go for like a month, you know, in January. Um, so now that my family is closer, it's definitely gonna, when the world opens up again, I'm definitely planning to travel a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially with the business female platform. Of course. Yeah. And we definitely could have another conversation about physics female because there's a lot to discuss. Um, yeah, that's like a whole other <laughs> whole other segment. Something for you guys to look forward to. I know I am. Um, right now, we're focusing, of course, on champagne what's coming up. It's November 9th is when it's starting, and it's going on through the 14th, right? Yeah, so uh, it's definitely the most imminent. November 9th, um, the final day to order. Uh, experience is what I'm trying to kind of call yeah. them, quote unquote, um, with bottles is November 2nd. And that's to give right. us some time to ship and navigate the whole COVID mail 
you know, mail, USPS in the time of COVID. Um, and especially with champagne, you know, it's just, it's, we want to give ourselves a margin at least a week to, yeah. um, to fulfill orders. And, um, but for most events, as you know, we have a virtual access option mm-hmm. for $25 and you can buy that up until like the day of the event. So that'll stay open. Okay. Um, but you know, for the actual champagne packages, we have two weeks from Monday to order those. There's so much press um, about the restaurant industry hurting. Mm-hmm. So badly. This is an opportunity to really contribute to a specific cause, which is very important. You know, young aspiring sommeliers, or you know, I don't know why I said young. Really, at any age, mm-hmm. uh, when you have this dream, this passion, supporting those dreams. You know, the fact that you have such a powerful charitable component is really important to highlight. And the other piece is just having so much fun. I mean, you are the sluiced out some of the top notch. I mean, you've catered, you know, to some of the most sophisticated wine slash champagne connoisseurs from what you described in your career. And here you are giving a consumer an opportunity to play in that world. With people that are so learned and so, you know, just embody the spirit of champagne in many ways. I was uh, telling this story earlier on my event with UBS. Um, I was reviewing my customers and purchases yesterday and spending some time like figuring out the demographics. And um, I noticed one woman who's 32 and she's like a medical analyst for a very prestigious medical company. She, I started seeing her name over and over and over. And she went, she went for the most expensive and most, you know, the biggest packages for almost every event. She spent $1,500 on events. So I was pretty blown away by that. And I'm like, I have to email her this weekend and say, thank you. Thank you for supporting Champagne Week because I'm so glad that you said that it is bringing business back into the, the wine business, which had a really hard hit the last year because before COVID we had the tariffs and also creating jobs and opportunities for out of work sommeliers or even people that just don't have as much work. Yeah. Uh, You know, everyone's gotten a a severe cut to their like paychecks depending on the industry you're in, but definitely in food and beverage. And we have that charitable aspect where we're giving back to some of these charities and we're just having a lot of fun. So that, those are the four things that I really like to point out about the week. Um, so I'm planning my weekend. <laughs> I'm planning to message almost everyone that's purchased a ticket and just thank them personally and remind them they have two more weeks to order any more packages if they want to if they want to get involved in some more of the fun. Um, because I just think the personalization is so important. And to me, I wouldn't be at seven years if I didn't have the relationships I had and I, you know, it's all relationship driven. It is indeed. Well yeah. put. Um, and you've worked so hard on this and it means so much to you that I hope everyone that hears this and everyone that sees it on social or anywhere um, really understands what's behind the scenes, what's behind the bubble. And that's a, a lot a lot. Uh, We've unpacked a bit of it in this conversation, and I'm just really grateful. People like you move the needle. They really demonstrate to us that anything can be done if you're willing to invest. 
heavily. Heavily, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, I will say that I feel like this time, like co the COVID time, yeah. is a perfect time to take risks if you have a business idea you're sitting on. And also it's an entrepreneur's playground because I just think that entrepreneurs are going to be the driving force of change in this climate. And, you know, I have had, I'm proof because people were telling me I was doing things the wrong way for so long and then started to kind of get into what I was doing. And then during COVID, everyone was like, we want what you're, we want to buy what you're selling. Yeah. Um, and that was creativity. And yeah. if an entrepreneur is anything but crazy, they're generally creative and they're generally resourceful. Yes. And those are two things you have to be in today's economic climate. You have to be creative. You have to think out of the box. You have to be resourceful. You know, you mentioned, first of all, yes, yeah, standing ovation to that. Um, <laughs> seriously, I, I still believe in what you're saying. Um, big time. You mentioned that wineries and marketing didn't as two concepts didn't get along much. And what's happened in the wine country is a lot more awareness was created with COVID. Mm -hmm. So I hope those that are listening in the wine industry are really latching on to what you're saying, because that creativity, that ability to punt, the ability to you know give yourself the freedom to do what needs to get done and not just constantly default into the familiar, mm -hmm. you know, creating value you know, engaging with new consumers, you know, being mm -hmm. resourceful, all those qualities, that's survival mm -hmm. for businesses. Yeah, definitely. We, we're no longer in a position to default. Right. We have to um, move forward. It was like the seven year itch. Like this is seven years, essentially it would be eight, but we don't talk about that, but um, it's like seven years, like you give up or you keep going. And I just, I'm so grateful for this odd time and that like, it's enabled me to figure out a way to make it happen, but expand. Like, it's so interesting to me. And I don't think that virtual events are going anywhere anytime soon. Oh, not at all. Um, I mean, we got so used to things being delivered to us, catered to us by richer circumstances. A lot of people figured out, hey, that feels kind of good. And it makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. So not only it's here to stay, I think it's going to keep growing. That's the space that people really need to understand as part of new reality. I agree. And you've embraced it beautifully, obviously, and you're pursuing it. And um, I am just, again, I feel gratitude for people like you because you have the vision, the execution, the goodwill, all folded into one. Um, Thank you. <laughs> no, kudos to you. Um, everyone that is listening to this program needs to ASAP get some tickets, get some, you know, masks, you know, have some fun. It's yeah. an <laughs> and Blaine, yes. So it's, it, you've got your marching orders. Um, Blaine and I are going to be talking a lot more. Um, I'm very excited about our follow-up interview, uh, about the physics female and all things life, business bubbles. <laughs> There's much more to come. Um, it's been a delight having you um so much wisdom um you, Thank you, guys you. paying attention there's you know uh, i'm i'm taking mental notes put it this way um can't wait to see you again
Yeah, I'm excited to ask you before we get off, what are you drinking for uh, Global Champagne Day tonight? You know what? I should have asked you that question, so I'll answer first. Um, I have a bottle of beautiful bubbles. I'm, it might just be Bill Carr. It's it's one of my favorite brands, I admit it. Um, and specifically Blanc de Blanc. Yeah. Um, just happens to be favorite in their portfolio. Um, I've gone to numerous champagne events over the years, and one of my favorites was Masters of Wine in, in San Francisco. They had this mm -hmm. beautiful series of events with master classes, and of course, the walk around um, with grow champagnes. Um, that was such a testament to how much is it that I don't know that that whole tip of the iceberg when you're tasting this literally dozens upon dozens of brands that I have never met before. And yeah. I may not meet again if they don't, if they're not present in marketplace. And um, this was one piece of it that taught me the tale of never ending story. And then there's another piece of it because there was a specific, um, you know, presentation of a bill of card that this is the one that's my go-to. It just how it worked out. Um, there's something about the flavor profile, something about the precision um, that, has been tremendously attractive and um yeah i think i might just have to have it today it's so good you have the blanc de blanc right the blanc yes, de blanc i do blanc de um blanc. that is the one bottle option so i failed to mention that you know not only do the events most of them have a virtual access option they also have a couple different options for purchasing bottles so maybe like one will be a one bottle and then another one will be a three bottle option so yeah. the blanc, blanc is the one bottle option for the masquerade ball and did they send you a mask no oh, okay i thought they did um because yeah we have the mask too that we're pushing people to sell um or to buy to buy for the event but yeah. um i'm drinking so this is my second thing today. I have another thing. I have a virtual global champagne day tasting, this is female tasting, with a new champagne um, called Champagne Rendezvous. And Very the package cool. is certainly super festive for global champagne day. Mm -hmm. um, they're the first uh, champagne in the U.S. to do direct-to-consumer sales so they they only sell through a website um and female founded so hence the female focus and we're tasting three cuvées and i'm gonna go and put on something sparkly when we get off and eat a little like cheese and charcuterie and then get on at six o'clock my time with the founder for fiona Perrin, who's actually in paris so it's gonna be midnight her time oh my god <laughs> and Cinderella um, time yeah, and then I'm going to a wine bar around the corner because I have a very busy day <laughs> and supporting them because they are doing a half bottle promotion with La Caravelle and I work all the time with Rita Jamais and La Caravelle year round to do events and promotions for them. So um, I'm going to be pretty beat tomorrow <laughs> after uh, Global Champagne Day. Well, but it's a good... Yeah, it's a good, it's good training for Champagne Week. It is. Now you started the day, right? You had champagne in your glass and, you know, that just needs to keep going. I even took an hour for yoga somehow. Oh my God, super long. <laughs> no, you, you know, we live vicariously through your example. I feel like deprived right now. I'm going to need to start my champagne day, you know, in earnest with something bubbly in a glass. So I can't wait for that. Well, you'll have to tag myself and Champagne Week and Billicar when you do open up that 
Blanc de Blanc. It's so good. I wish I had another bottle. <laughs> yes. No, I'll be definitely thinking about you and I'll be raising a glass to you. Thank you. Um, because again, you know, you create so much joy and happiness, which is what we're, we're supposed to be happy when we're brought down. I feel like it's an artificial state and champagne is so symbolic of that, that yeah. every time there's a happy moment. I will say I finally got my family to understand what I do for a living when I was down there. They loved it. They were drinking so much champagne. <laughs> my dad actually became quite the champagne enthusiast. Wow. See, that's it. It, it all came together. Yep, exactly. It was, yeah. it was meant to be. No, you know, just several years of hard work and blood, sweat and tears. And there's all these happy <laughs> moments to be had. <laughs> yes, I, I think it's a French proverb that I read a long time ago that says something along the lines of you can have everything you want, you just have to pay for it. So you've paid your dues. Yeah. And now you get to celebrate along with your hard work. Yeah, I paid in sweat, not not money. I'm good at I'm good at getting around the financial aspect of things, but you know, I, I put the sweat in, the sweat and the creativity. <laughs> yes. It's you know, in my mind, it's equitable finances and sweat equity. That's why a lot of partnerships work like as such, because it's equally, if not more valuable. Exactly. So you have a lot to celebrate. And um, like I said, I'll celebrate you properly with the, with the glass um, in hand. And this is to be continued. You are an inspiration. So we need more. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Happy Champagne Day. Thanks again for tuning into the official podcast of Palette Exposure featuring Alona Thompson. We'll see you again next week.